0: Hi there. Thank you for downloading, listening to, and watching the Lean Into Artcast. This is a show where a couple of visual storytellers tell- story get together and take a walk around various topics that tend to cross one's path when you go on this adventure of communicating with images. We think hard about it, so you will too. My name is Jersey Drozd. I'm a cartoonist and teaching artist, and the other host is named...
1: Hey, I'm Rob Stenzinger. Hmm. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of stuff. Uh, make interactive things. I teach like a teaching artist does, and I coach... UX type things, collaboration, and uh, using you know, evidence and observable stuff that you can uh, work into your collaborations, into your business to um, include your audience, include yourselves, include the world, make better decisions, make more meaningful products. Good to see you. Um,
0: Good to see you. <laughs> how, how are we holding up? Um, it is, you know, we're heading into the autumn it, it we're still in the midst of, at the time of this recording of pandemic. Um, it's 2020 has been one heck of a year, uh to say the least mm. and uh it, and I, I I do this setup apropos of nothing because like our topic this week is professionalism. maybe maybe I could tie this together, maybe I can tie this together uh profession, I'm thinking about professionalism a lot lately because of my recent job as the interim executive director of Cartoon Crossroads Columbus. And as the uh, executive director, I have to be the public face of this organization in certain ways. I'm going to a lot of meetings and I'm meeting with a lot of different groups and organizations, like people who work in the hotel industry, people who like potential donors, and then uh, going to grant review sessions, talking with people who are, you know, like uh, giving us grant money and explaining why this 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 project is so important, you know? Um, and so... I'm thinking a lot about the way I present myself and a lot of like, what what does professionalism mean to me? And I thought maybe it'd be fun to dig into that in a lean into arty way because Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a topic that can easily get prescriptive. And in a prescription, the problem with prescriptions is they can very easily slip into myopia where it's like, well, this is just the recipe one, two, three, you do it this way. And then you're a professional, that's all. (laughs) And, And that doesn't. Right yeah there's like there's there's got to be some sort of meta some sort of like higher level and uh sort of exploration we can do to look at what- how professionalism can have permutations and how it can have different inflections and in different contexts different kinds of professionalism i think are probably called for hmm. at the same time i certainly bet- yeah yeah. And I bet at the same time we're right also gonna find there. some like major like now that's unequivocally, we could say without hesitation, that's unprofessional, right? Mm.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, there is uh if you if you pick some kind of principled framework to work within, there's clearly a uh maybe okay hopefully there's some kind of flexibility so it can grow and evolve and and include others and whatnot but then at the same time there's a point where stuff falls outside of it like i know i'm going to mention toxic masculinity later and that's way out (laughs) nope uh it's not an environment of like pursuing um like healthy outcomes for all involved and you know being willing to flex and meet people where that i know we're going to get into this but like uh there's there are i don't know i i I tune into enough um contrary voices in in my info stream that um there i'll be just do to do i'm what's going on on the info stream and i think like everyone loves to you know include their users and um understand each other to you know you know, find the common ground and, and, and make informed decisions and stuff. Right. And then things like um, professionalism where I'm like, yeah, that's being professional. But then all of a sudden someone's like professionalism is the worst thing that happened to the world. And I'm like, wait, what? So I have a lot of weight. What uh, reactions in my daily consumption of, of media? And, and sometimes it's like, oh yeah, you know, Good point. This can be misused. This can be what have you. So I think we'll explore examples of of um, how we found it to be, you know, healthy and functional, and uh, understandable. Like one thing I think that we can always work toward is to try to give, uh, you know, give the concrete um, ideas and experience without being prescriptive, but a little bit of like this does work is a, is a good thing to model as well. It just may or may not be a fit for you. So I'm just curious to see where this goes. Uh, Me too. too. Well, then I
0: I should hit the music to get us to the, um, you know, the first part of the show. How about, (laughs) Oh, do sabers. That's no flatter. (laughs) So, uh, I've got a whole bunch of new sounds because I've been doing super comics (laughs) challenge recordings. Um, so, Okay, that that the different sound indicates that we are now properly in the show. So the first part is usually what we talk about, what it looks like. And I thought, well, what is professional professionalism slash commitment? I, I kind of tie the two together. I feel like professionalism. If I were to give like a, a a Cliff's Notes definition, is like it's a demonstration of commitment in the context of the enterprise. Um, it's uh, that's good. Is it is that, is that functional? Um,
1: I am not going, I'm going to yes. And that and say, it's uh, I care a lot. I, I look for a shared understanding and action toward that shared understanding.
0: Oh, there we go. Yeah.
1: Okay. Which so similar, similar.
0: Well, I, I, I think those like, yes, I, I would uh, train them together to, you know, it's like say all those uh-huh. things, you know, because I, f- I feel like like you can't have commitment without shared understanding, but I, that's not explicit in that statement, unless you add that. Um, Okay, so what is what is? Can we just chart some things, some characteristics that we call that when we see it, we're like, that's. I guess like, I think of the first part, I want to I want to explore what does good look like. In the second part, let's let's mm-hmm. look at what not good looks like. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, what are what 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 does that look like? What's a situation? Uh, what's a behavior? Uh, or or a a shareable story <laughs> because uh, i mean because all of us are in situations where um you, so in a way this would be uh vague tweeting right hmm. um so <laughs> yeah you know we're not yeah we're not meant uh, there's this uh this may be realistic fiction Come on.
0: <laughs> there we go okay um well, I mean, for, for me, I, I feel like, oh, insert disclaimer here about our biases, right? I'm a t- I'm a teacher as well as all the other things that I do. And one of the things that I am, I take very seriously as my job as a teacher is listening to my students, really trying to get at what they're trying to accomplish so that I'm not just slapping some rule at them and saying, this is just the way you do it. That's all. It's like, well, let's figure out what you're trying to accomplish here first and see if we can find a way to get to that together. You know, and you probably have the answer. We just, I just need to guide you to it. You know, like in a way it's very similar to the coaching work that you do. Rob. So I feel like Mm -hmm. with the people that I have known in my life who I would say that is a professional. It's somebody who listens carefully to everybody around them. They don't walk into the room and just start announcing what's going to happen. They walk into a room and say like, okay, let's, let's see what we're going to do today. Um, some of my favorite people do, um, sort of mission moments, right? Where they walk into the room, like, okay, well, I don't know where all of your heads are right now. Um, so let's do a quick check to see how we articulate what we're trying to accomplish real quick, you know, and then it gets them to like remind themselves of like, okay, we're, we're, we're changing gears. We're transitioning into this, this more mission driven thing. Um, and it's also a way to see like, uh, sort of gently probe where everybody is, you know, feeling emotionally in that moment. Um, and then that can be addressed. Yes.
1: So think about that. that The, I'll, I'll weave in a realistic fiction. Um, so I was, um, this is, you know, Perhaps from long ago, realistic fiction, but um, working with someone who was a really um, that I, I don't know. I I was getting words and figuring out what leadership and and, and professionalism uh, meant to me, and uh, because I needed them, I was you know leading multiple crews of people to do this work at uh, at a uh, and and um, we'd get together for the the manager meetings, and when. Uh, you know we you know we could be all talking about you know how 's it going, ups and downs, whatever, but then this leader would come into the room and and uh, president of the company and get into this mode like you 're describing um be sort of uh warm curious and um, and and start to provide a structure through which we could all um, bring our focus together right and That professional aspect of it to me is whatever was happening before um, this person entered the room, I don't know, but I would sometimes find out, Oh, um, a contract fell through there. You know, there's a, you know, bad news happened uh, this or that family wise. And then this, this person comes into the room and all of a sudden they're not about that. They're about this. And bringing stuff together. And, and I think sometimes that's where some tension lies. It's like, well, are you being genuine? Professionalism isn't, isn't being honest. It's not being real. And <laughs> maybe. Maybe.
0: <laughs> but see, the way you phrase that, I think, is the, is the tell, is that it's not about repressing or faking anything. It's about giving oneself over to what the moment is, called, is calling for. This context, this moment, is about something else. And I'm lending myself to it. I'm leaning into it all the way and making myself about this moment. Um, that's not the all, that's not all of me. And yes, in that way, it is artificial because like this is not the complete picture of who I am as a human being. When I'm teaching my students, they do not get all of me. They get all of my attention and they get all of me in the context as their teacher, but they don't get the whole of my existence, the whole of my my persona, my life, my the, everything that makes up who I am. Because that context is not calling for the rest of that stuff. Um, and then I would also push back on this whole idea of, like, it's not real. It's like, but even when I'm working with students who are struggling, whether it's struggling with the material or maybe they're struggling with something emotionally and maybe they're struggling with, um, you know, the, the, the social dynamic in the room. Well, that's where other parts of my life come in because I have that context as somebody who's, who's lived a life and has experienced all these things to help guide them through this. Right. But again, it's filtered through the context and the function of the room. Right. Um, mm. Yeah. That, that, I think, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't help but laugh when you put out. I've heard this argument too, and I completely forgot about it. It's like people point to this as being somehow artificial. And yes, it has artifice but i i would also argue that everything does in the
2: way that we engage with people mm-hmm. our our behavior changes depending on what group we're with and what people we're with i certainly act differently around my wife than i do around my friends than i do around complete strangers right and like okay so where where where's your where's your line in the
0: sand about what's fake
1: <laughs> i think that's something people need to figure out right where where what is your flavor of professionalism like some people can show up and spill their toolbox on the floor, but still be incredibly accomplished in their craft. Mm-hmm. And it's just they are not feeling confident when they walk into a room, right? Or they they take a little bit to warm up. And oh, uh, or people um, like I know I've been this way, you know, before I did nine years of podcasting or ten years now, whatever. Um, we getting into meetings and feeling, you know, really unsure and, uh, un- unable to find footing. And if, you know, if, uh, um, I wanted to not leave things in that situation. I want to, I wanted to contribute. I noticed where I could contribute. And I, so I fought through that and, you know, eventually built capacity to, to, um, get quicker and, um, clear at that kind of thing. And, um, but all of it, I feel like it's, it's like it's not a snapshot in time of like, oh, this was my definition of professional. I can, I'm, I'm comfortable with being where, wherever I'm at, but like, maybe I do want to continue and progress and change. And that's not artificial. That's, that's my f- kind of growth. And, um, and uh, what I desire to uh, contribute, the kind of problems I want to be able to, to work with um, inform what I feel is professionalism. And, uh, and it is a tool. Um, and it's not. But it for I think for some folks, there, it's how close it is to your natural state can vary a lot. And oh, it yeah. could be your, yeah. yeah, your whole, you know, your your background, your health, your neural situation, culture difference. Um, You know, how do it, you and even even How do you work through that,
0: what your priorities are like. So I once knew a teacher who their their students gave them like the lowest possible marks for organization, but the highest possible marks for intellectual stimulation. Right. It's like th- this person is an incredibly uh, motivating and challenging teacher. But I never know. Like the syllabus is no guide. Right. <laughs> we don't know what we're going to be doing. Oh, from day sure. to day. Right. And it's like and, and when I talked to the teacher about this, they were like, well, because that's cuz i i want to be interesting. I don't care about sticking to some kind of schedule, right? Like that was not a priority to them, you know. So mm-hmm. i would i would define them as an extremely professional person, but the, but their criteria were very different. Um <laughs> so but i i this gets to something that's that you put in the notes, which i thought was good, was accountability. Let's talk about that.
1: Uh so professionalism, it's it's that whole um there there's some kind of together context with that and um what kind of promises are you making to yourself what kind of things have you agreed to do or um i don't know be contribute what have you with uh the, t- the your team what's your role or um uh how do you integrate that role to to get to um succeed together on something and also uh clients. So cuz all of it you could be working with folks who who you have clarity and um m- they can come up short made a commitment. Oh, I'll have that design done by Tuesday and it's Thursday and you expected to be able to you know, pick up and and get the handed this work to contribute your portion to it after because it wasn't it's not a parallel thing. It's a serial thing. Some tasks are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that person has to, their feedback needs to happen with accountability of like, okay, we must, um, have a update our shared understanding. Okay. This, this thing was missed and why is that? And what have you, how you explore that can inform your flavor of professionalism, right? Um, you know, some, uh, which we can get into some negative examples later on. Uh, how do you navigate conflict? Stuff like that. Um, because maybe people don't want to hear the feedback or, um, or, or aren't in a position to hear the feedback at that, at that moment. But like accountability is being willing to, uh, receive and give, uh, the feedback based on what you committed to do. And, uh, clients also are part of that, uh, I've, you know, through the years I've, I've worked with clients that, you know, we have a good, healthy symbiotic relationship, but then some other clients are um, you know, I, I misjudged and I, I connected with clients who had different motivations, different work styles, but we still had a contract and to hold them accountable to what we agreed upon it, it becomes So it's like accountability, and and the the it it may take almost no effort because it's it it just flows. Everyone is sort of it's it's wonderful when that happens. But then you you can get in situations where you have there's a conflict, Um, commitments were confusing and and not met or what have you. And and anyway, anyone involved in that whole system of of you're here together to make a thing happen. Every single, if, of course, including yourself, it, you need that. You need the accountability, because um, otherwise, how do you adapt? How do you, you know? I mean, you're just you're just missing something that's pretty huge to the functional, professional thing.
2: So
0: this is another this is another like piece of evidence that I I present to the court to say like this is why this is not artificial because you just made the case that having this sense of accountability provides you with tools to adapt. And adapting is the opposite of artificial, rigid structure, right? Um, Adapting means growth, and growth and change are, like, sort of central to being a a human being. (laughs) As much as we would like it to not be the case, you know, sometimes. Sometimes it would be like, man, you know, a little bit more stasis would be cool in my life. Um, But, you know, (laughs) that... that, that, (laughs) <laughs> that's not the deal we get, you know. And so and, and I think that um yeah, uh I I would also layer on the word transparency. That's an important one to me is um hmm. even if I don't need to know everything that that goes into what somebody's doing, having a sense of what is required for them to to, to do what they want to do is at the very least interesting to me, but uh, I think it's, 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 it's useful because then there might be ways that I can help, right? Um, being more open and transparent and clear about when we're making our commitments, what it's going to take to, do, to, to perform our commitments opens up the opportunity for more collaboration. I guess, and, and this is more context for so me. what's it's, an
1: example of uh, transparency? Is it, uh...
0: um, Transparency is, I'm going to get this thing done on this date, and these are the steps that I'm going to do to do it. Um, here I'm, I'm laying out in front of you, my sense of what the dependencies are in order to ship this thing at this time. Um, maybe I'm not going to go into every detail, but I'm going to give you at least a sense of like, I've thought through a process on this and here's the procedure that I'm going to explore. Um,
1: so like an opposite of that would be, um, hiding information and seeking to, um, control the actions of others to subvert their will to your own and yeah uh, don't find that for me a, a that's not included in my professional or my my definition of professionalism yeah but i have encountered it which we'll talk about later on <laughs> the, um, yeah, me too the <laughs> yeah so the so being transparent could be it could mean a lot other stuff too like um yeah our company's getting reorged. um let's Let's figure out what we do next in our careers or what have you, or, Mm -hmm. um, this year has gone really well and you've been underpaid. So let's, I want you, you've contributed to this, the success of this company. Let's, um, you know, help you continue and grow and whatever transparency, as opposed to being like, well, and now I get to have a bigger pile of money, right? That kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah. So can look, it, it, it's all over the place. Yeah. Transparency. And, um, you had one too in here, like, uh, celebrating people's yeah, yes. uniqueness.
0: Yes. Yeah, something that I find to be, um, kind of a critical, like as I thought about everybody that I've ever known in my life that I would say that's a professional, that's a professional, uh, a unifying factor was they are the kind of people who celebrate everyone's unique contributions and skill sets. Um, they are endlessly impatient with people who say, oh, no, that's not my bag. I don't do that. Uh, I, I'm really kind of like I'm, I'm, I'm a dullard on these things. You know, like they're, they're excusing themselves from involvement by way of putting themselves down <laughs> and, mm. in, instead of like leaning in going like, I wonder if I can contribute to this thing. How can I help? Let me let me think about it for a second. Let me ask you a few questions about what it takes to do this thing. And then maybe I can provide some kind of, you know, I can lend something to it, you know, and. <laughs> these people that I would call professionals are the people who identify that behavior of the leaning in and then pull them in and celebrate them for doing that. And they, they point to, and I mean, I didn't make this up, right? This came from me observing other amazing professional, professional people and what I would call leaders, people who aren't necessarily in a position of leadership, but lead through example Um, Mm. people who every Thanksgiving I text them and say, I thank you. I'm so thankful for you. And the, the, the example that you lead for me to follow, you know, Um, and what they do is they point out, they specifically point to uh, instances where, you know, when you did this thing and you did it in this way, that was super helpful to everybody. Thank you for, you know, just being who you are and bringing that to the room. Um, so like a sense of gratitude, I think is, is part of that too. Uh, Like, uh, intentional expressions of gratitude and celebration to make everyone feel like that they did something with this. Um... Mm. I I really admire that 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 attitude and that behavior.
1: It's uh it's easy to lose sight of that too if it's not re- uh, recognized and worked into the the like the verbal the the practice and language that the team teams use right because um you know this week this week passed next week holds new challenges let's go again. And and having some kind of ritual can can help that too. So like doing a bit of uh, like uh, gather it, like a a bit of a reflective exercise. Um, some you know some teams call it, would call it a retrospective, and you know let's what's what's working, what's not working, and also um, let's you know celebrate and recognize and 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 have gratitude for for like that the extra extra awesomeness of of different things and recognizing like some, sometimes it could be someone is, um, you know, countering a positive, like if everyone's excited and marching in a direction, but someone is like providing a a counterpoint and they're doing it in a, in a, in, in a, you know, professional enough way, uh, that, that can be gold. It can be like getting, getting that useful critique to, um, To break a bubble of assumption to get more clarity and then be confident that like oh yeah well we better manage that risk holy crap like okay like that recognizing that and and that's an example of like not all professionalism looks like you know cheering and marching and and you know uh i don't know partying your way to you know completing stuff Uh, (laughs) and and that's worth recognizing too in that whole yeah well, this yes. having those different perspectives is, is, uh,
0: yeah, yes. Celebrating so different perspectives. Useful. And, and what, what, I mean, this will come as no surprise to anybody who's ever watched any episode of lean art is that it's, it, it's very non-hierarchical wisdom can come from everywhere. And, you know, that's why you bring other voices in. That's why different, mm. um, skill sets, different, Um, expertise and different perspectives are so darn important. It's not just include because it's good to include. You include because it makes the whole organism better. Um, Because people have, I know every one of us has our own blind spots. We all have our own blind spots. And so when somebody can point out, yes, have we mitigated this risk? Have we prepared? Have we, we have a contingency for this risk? And it's something that I didn't think of. I am so grateful for that, right? I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for bringing that up, you know." Um, if I were more of a hierarchical kind of person, I might go like, "Who are you now? <laughs> Why are you say this?" Mm. Because yeah. I'm over here with these people who are much higher up on the on the chain and you know, they they would have thought of that
1: clearly. <laughs> And like like, think of that whole web of of uh, things you've you've listed that that all work together in that example. Um, yeah. Carrying, it, uh, I I think it's maybe leading all to being you know, service driven. But like having uh, you know being being a listener, celebrating unique perspectives and contributions, uh, transparency, um, accountability, all that stuff really creates this this like this web of of um, tools and behaviors and attributes and practices uh, that, that really, I mean, if they add to sort of a, a, like a pack, a professional mm, toolkit, what have you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've had another like, um, realistic fiction story and then we can maybe go to the the second half of the show. Um, is I've been in situations where I've met other people in, one of the various industries I travel in because I, you know, I work in comics when I work in teaching and I was paired up with this person who kind of turned to me like, all right, who are you now? Why, 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 why did they choose you to work with me on this? You know, like there was like a, the, just the slight, and maybe this was in my head, but there was just the slightest air of suspicion in their voice. And I was and in the moment I remember thinking like, man, you could have asked it like, Oh, who are you? What do you do? Oh man, I, I I'm interested in finding out who you are. so like, find out where like our common ground is so we can work together on a thing, you know? Uh and I feel like that—that's the difference in my mind of what professionalism looks like. Because, like, the—who the, are you? No, well, why? That—that that kind of suspicious line of questioning—it um, feels defensive. It feels protective, and that is, in my mind, no way to make a thing.
1: <laughs> it isn't. Um, I have a to one. I—I I really feel that way, and I know I've I. Um, Looking back at some some collaborations and whatnot, I think sometimes I've been in that situation because honestly, being perceived as a threat, and that is something I'm trying to be more uh more sensitive to right so let's like you can um you know uh, this is like getting comfortable with discomfort is part of the job of of like all males, especially as they get older, and especially if they're, um, they're if they're contributing in, in some kind of like extra responsible role where you're you're there to set an example and to you know to or to teach or coach or facilitate or or full on lead mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that's where 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 stuff that's discordant will come up like that where maybe yeah. um, suspicion and uh i i'm trying to get better at that like navigating like so it, Is it possible where we can get past that suspicion to then go to professional town if we can't then then i don't know like we'll have to think that that's a that's a problem to think through a mm-hmm. conflict to navigate
0: yeah yep for sure it is and yeah i i think i think uh I've been talking about this a lot lately. I might've talked about it on Lane to I know I talked about it on on an upcoming 4 million years later podcast is that I remember having, I have a very clear memory of being 17 years old and when you're 17, there's the whole like adults are always trying to shut us down, man. And they're like, they're, they're locked into their worldview and they're, 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 um, ossified they're they're desiccated and dead you know like there's something profoundly unmoving about their culture we're the dynamic new yeah (laughs) it it was it was the right now video that's right we talked about this uh, we were talking about this uh like recently just off mic is like like they played the van halen right now video at like a pep assembly and they're like you're the future Mm. like yeah and i remember feeling as a 17 year old very very strongly that you know i bet this is what our parents thought when they were our age too. Maybe we could be the generation that breaks this cycle of like growing old and saying like, kids are dumb <laughs> and that people who we like, if we don't know something, it must be a threat of some kind. Right. I didn't have the words for it like that back then, but like something that like, again, this idea that wisdom can come from anywhere and you know, like be open to different perspectives Um and and it's okay if you don't know about that perspective because now you get to learn about it, you know. <laughs> that's the other part that I think is like it catches us off guard sometimes. Um, mm. So, anyway. uh,
1: yeah, so many. That's uh, I as <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess my history with, with this is uh, is interesting because so when I was seventeen i was uh I had my own apartment I was you know out on my own, and uh I was working to let's see i was one of my gigs at that time let's say i had i was a food production leader at Burger King, right I was always excited about leadership, and it's like oh yeah, i wanna you know lead my junior achievement company and and all that stuff and all this is contemporaneous around that time and uh uh so I kept, I had, I had this weird thing where it's like, uh, an adult would see me and be like, my expectations are none <laughs> or super low. And yeah. I'd be like, hurdle jump. <laughs> I will show you I'm responsible and we'll, we're, you know, I'm going to meet this with all this enthusiasm. That's, that's so limitless. Look at this energy and I care and I'm listening and all this stuff. Anyway, um, different, uh, different situation. But also, uh, you know, so I somehow was able to dodge some of that. But then you always come up with folks who really have um, hardened beliefs about, um, you know, participation and leadership and decisions that, that are incredibly hierarchical in a way that isn't necessarily effective for the problem space. A lot of, like, a lot of leaders LARP like they're, they're wartime generals. Okay, great. You really a wartime general? Hmm. <laughs> um oh so, are you okay, man?
2: <laughs> that was top notch. That was top notch. Yes, this they're they're LARPing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which nothing <laughs> wrong with LARPing. Sorry, LARPing, to include you in this example. But
2: uh no, but LARPing in the context of LARPing is a perfectly awesome thing to do. But LARPing it when you're running or leading something is like exactly not the right thing to do. Oh. Oh my god, that one hmm. hit me right, right between the eyes. That was good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I put my costume I'm going to work. I'm going to pretend I'm a general today. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and okay. and
1: then honestly, and it's a vast, it's a misinterpretation of how of how that organization functions because honestly, a lot of um, decisions happen in parallel in really robust synchronizing ways. In because they're facing realities that have to be adapted to very intelligently. In in you know their fa- their constraints they they face in their context is so much more severe than someone saying. Um, uh no you don't get to take a break for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. got to keep on fighting, you know. <sighs> yeah. Cash register won't watch itself or whatever, I don't know. It's time, like well what are time you to doing? Lean. You can help time me take clean. a break. Uh um, what's
0: that? <laughs> t- I remember kind of this when I when I was a kid and I was working at Burger King it was like time to lean, time to clean, which I know that lots of managers have said
1: in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is partially good it's like you know it keeps you you know busy and active and maybe and curious keeps the place,
2: it keeps the place sanitary
0: sure yes
1: yeah but but at the same time i mean some it can be it can be punitive
0: yes yes it could definitely yeah. be punitive all right uh you might take a break and then we could go into hmm. like some more funny stories of uh and some not so funny stories of uh times we've run into like the not less than awesome encounters with professionalism
1: um some anti lessons we've we've been gifted in our lives. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, anti-lessons. Mm. Um the, that was the first uh first like rapid delivery service. Get the, we got, got a big pile of anti lessons on the front step. <laughs> all right, well, well subscribe to anti-lesson prime. Anyway.
0: <laughs> That's where we're going next, everybody. Uh, So we're going to take a minute and a half break. Thanks to people who make this show possible. And those people have to be the folks who support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash into art is the website. What is it? It's a way for you to give us a monthly upload. If you believe in Robin, Jersey and what we do and what we make, and you want to help make it more sustainable. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month. You can also do a one-time contribution and cancel at the end of the month. You can just like make whatever you, whatever you feel you, you, you can, you know, part with to help support the show and then avail yourself of behind-the-scenes content and then, you know, punch out at the end of the month. But I want to thank five people who have been supporting us on an ongoing basis. Their support means a lot to us. First up, Brandon Dayton. Thank you, Brandon. Brandon, who has that new podcast, uh, How to Be an Artist uh, and Friend of the Show. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dayton. And Dave Sree Say, creator of the Emerging Task Planner, which I've used every day for 12 years now. Thank you, Dave Say, for that and for supporting us. You can find Dave on Twitter at Dave Say. And Gail Bushman, Thank you, Gail. You can find Gail on Instagram at NightingaleArt. And Carrie goble Thank you, Carrie. longtime supporter of the show. You can find Carrie on social media at MooshinGirl. And David Arbentrout. Thank you, David. You can join them all at patreon.com slash leanintoart uh, or leanintoart.com slash patreon, if I'm not mistaken, where you can find all the shows we make, as well as the extra leans, the shows that we record monthly only for people to support us on Patreon. And it gets you access to the uh, Patreon section of Lena Tart Discord, Patreon.com/LenaTart. Thank you to everybody who supports us there; it means a lot to us. It does. Thank you very much. All right, I got to get some music so we can get into the second part of the show. Oh, why not?
1: Oh, I'm glad I wasn't drinking my coffee.
0: And, I, I, and I've joined in the dancing and I've demonstrated just how poor my rhythm is. <laughs> <sighs> I know we've covered that on Extra Lima in the past, like my relationship with, with music and dancing and how, like, it's just, it's, it's like trying to explain a joke to, to a Vulcan. I'm just like, what? I move my feet, what? Where? How? Why? Why? Feel the music. <laughs> I, I don't feel anything. I hear it in my eardrums. I don't know if I feel it. What does that mean? Come and shake your body. Maybe do the conga. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. for some reason what's funny fine i so feeling discomfort with something it can be a like what transpires in reality can be different especially from an outside o- o- observer o- observer so um uh, anyway i i i saw you lead a whole conga line once so <laughs> anyway
2: that's right you did
1: Yeah. So I don't know if that was like divine intervention. Uh, No, that
0: was that was okay. See, that was there's a magic spell you could play on me, everybody. And it's almost like a Manchurian candidate thing where if if you say like, (laughs) Jersey, we need your help to create a joyful experience in and around comics. Can you do it? I could be laying in an alley, bleeding, you know, and I'd be like, "I'm there." Like my (laughs) my my consciousness leaves my body, and then it just does a thing. So,
1: (laughs) well, it it was something to see, and it you you had the moves. Uh, uh,
0: Shadowytronics is in the is in the YouTube chat, and he's saying, "Please post footage of Jersey Le- running a conga line." I think footage exists. I'll have to go back to my Google mm-hmm. Photos. I think we you shot video of that, if I'm not mistaken, or did Anne? <laughs> Anne yeah, or you? I know
1: footage exists. I was the camera person. <laughs> um, but boom.
0: yes, I I, I I I was I was
2: really dragging that day too, and then somebody said, "Help! We need help with this." And I was like, "I'm there." All right,
1: so every fair bit enough. of that. Every, Yes, I was just transported back there to that, that day. And uh, interesting. And let's we'll see. How does, so that's professionalism, but we're talking about anti.
0: That's
1: right. And like right. the not professionalism. Actually, yeah, you're um, right.
0: Way to tie it together. That was me like stepping up as a professional because it was at A2CAF and it was me reacting as a representative of the organization. I was publicly asked to help with the thing. And I was like, boy, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm doing, but I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, so less than awesome encounters with professionals, and let's deliver what we promised you, Rob. You want to go first?
1: Well, let's. Uh, so broad brush. A lot of it, I imagine, I have encountered just the tiniest fraction. But yet, even as a male, I encounter toxic masculinity. And, um, and a lot of it is because of my willingness to gently confront stuff, right. To say, are we sure we're doing this? Why? Or how do we know this? What have you for some folks that is the equivalent of just spitting in their face yeah. and I don't know, putting a booger on their Corvette or whatever. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they are, they react in a, in a deeply threatened manner. And I remember like for one, one example was um, I was, uh, I was working in the startup days of not my company, but for, for someone else of um, it was at a web startup and, you know, one of the bosses had uh, made a commitment without talking to the designers and developers. And then they were like, well, you're just going to work all weekend and, you know, deeply into next week whatever it takes. And I'm like, this is at least a hundred hours of work at least. And I'm already tired. I've been doing like whatever. So like, I think you want me to keep living. So I got to sleep too. So I I basically, this was my, my feedback. So I'm like, we need to like figure out another, you know, scope or, or, or date commitment or something. And, uh, anyway, Encountering the whole deal, like someone physically shaking and the face is red. And I'm like, is he gonna punch me? I'm am I gonna get punched in this office?
0: Yeah, what
1: you know, and uh, that is not professional, none of it. Like, if he had a neural situation where he needs to manage or see a therapist or find the 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 um lifestyle that fits his needs to manage that he was out, way outside of that and, and using the heck out of his authority to threaten and what have anyway. So yeah. that's not cool. And it's, it was, it's terrible facing that as um you know, as a young male who probably would, I don't know, whatever, like no matter who no one should face that. And you think about others who are less comfortable with the confrontation stuff and uh even gently confronting, um, you know, and all the layers of cultural, you know, junk, right? The that 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 others have to face. So I think of that and think it sucked, but I'm lucky, you know. So in a way, you know, it's like it could be even worse for other people to face that kind of thing, you know, and, and it's like anyway. Yeah. And I had one other that I could go on. And I, again, like what's w- one of those things where, um, because I care and I listen and I advocate and whatever, and, and a lot of folks will, will share with me and you know, people of different backgrounds and circumstances. even though I'm a white middle-aged male, folks will talk with me. And I, um, cause I'm an advocate and an ally and I, I want to put in the work and and help and serve and stuff and, and tear down the, the whole, uh, crap of, of, of the, of the patriarchy and the toxic masculinity that just flows through it. Um, and so sometimes folks will recognize that and share their stories and I don't have, there's, they're not my sh- stories to share. Right. But, right. you know, there's so many volumes of that. Right. And, yeah. uh, then the, like one, one other example, it was less physically threatening, but, it was career-threatening, and I had someone who I really looked up to as a mentor and had tons of disagreements with and what have you, and I felt safe in disagreeing with them. And all of a sudden, at a, at a, at a company event, they come up to me because I moved on to a different team, and that was disloyal, and I broke this control they felt they had over me or something, right? Yeah. But because of the disloyalty, um, he told me I would never work in tech again. And, you know, like, I'm like, he's going to just ruin my career.
0: That's so weird. So weird that, that. uh, In working with other people, you want everybody to hopefully be successful at the thing. You want everybody to win. If you, if you can make that happen. Right. Like, especially if you're a leader, right. Your job is to make everybody's like, uh, Mark Nelson is is uh actually <laughs> speaking of which, uh has his students listening to the show right now while they draw. And <laughs> and it's like I think about it, like as a teacher, it's like if a student and I actually had this, I had this happen when I was in middle school band. I remember I was in middle school band and I um decided that I didn't have time in high school. I was about heading to high school, and I'm like, I need to put more attention towards my art because. This, I got this important endeavor called comics that I'm going to give myself to with all of my heart and soul, right? And like, I knew it with that kind of fervor when I was 13, <laughs> 14 years old. And so, and but I thought, well, my band teacher is expecting me to be in marching band next year. I need to let him know because I'm going to be accountable, right? I didn't say it these words. I was only 13. But I'm like, I got to go to let him know that I'm not going to be in there next year. So I go to his office after class and I'm like, hey, I just want you to know I'm not going to be in band next year because I'm really going to focus on my drawing. And, and he turns to me and he's like, well, your older brother quit band too. I guess the droves are n- nothing but a bunch of quitters. And I was like, he was like, he was so angry with me. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. whoa. And like, even as a 13-year-old, like, this is a high school band. Wow. <laughs> I
2: made no promise to you that I was gonna be a professional musician. This was something I just did because I wanted to learn how to play an
0: instrument. And like, you're you're like shaming me about this? And I I, I felt the shame, right? Like, because I was just a kid and he's a grown-up and everything. That's like, terrible.
1: That's right? so awful.
0: Yeah, right. Like yeah. that, that's. I don't know what was going on in that guy's life at that moment. I don't know whatever else he was bringing into the room right like i don't i mean i, I I'm not happy about the way that went out and i and I feel kind of bad for him but and, and, but I forgive young Jersey for running out of the room feeling miserable because like what what else would a kid do in that situation but but like that kind of thing that kind of like if you surprise me in a way that like like like, like my students who decide not to make comics, but like one of my favorite students of all time is going to film school it's like oh how dare you, how dare you give up this thing that, like, I love so much? I love it. You don't have to love it. <laughs> and what's more is, like, I, I as a teacher, my job is to help you get to where you want to be in any way I can, right? Like, you want to make film? Cool. I know some storyboard artists. When you, you know, if you need any advice, I can maybe set up an uh, uh, introduction for the two of you kind of thing, that kind of thing. But that 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 whole idea of, like, I, as the leader or collaborator, somehow have some kind of possession of your agency is profoundly gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that is it not is. collaborative. Yeah. That, is, that is the antithesis of collaboration.
1: Um, and I, th- I try to think, like, sometimes with an anti-lesson, I think, well, where could this be applied, right? And not even in that way. like, But like, what if you felt that kind of betrayal energy, right? What do you do with it, right? Yeah and when is it even appropriate at all and i the best i can come up with is 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 ethics right and so you're if you hit a boundary in in a professional situation that is like we're going to hurt people or yeah. we're we're this isn't okay what we're doing and that's where feeling those that you know feeling you know betrayed of like oh no i didn't realize i agreed to make this thing that would do something not cool and, uh, you know, not a positive thing for the world and people around in it. Um, then yeah, finding some way to channel that in, in, in whatever, you know, uh, engage in conflict and mm-hmm. see where it goes. Right. But then again, you know, doing it in a way that's, that's, uh, that's threatening and, um, dealing with sort of, you know, physical safety issues of, um, emotional safety or, um, uh, like I guess, career financial safety, all that, like not cool. Yeah. Just Yeah. Those are boundaries. Don't ever cross that, but you know, you'll probably encounter people crossing that on well, you at, at certain points. And it's, yeah, it's I, worth uh, thinking about like, how do you navigate that? And it just, you witness it, it's a conflict and, where do you go? Um, that's a whole other topic besides just listening or listing uh, less than awesome professional encounters.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, Ashley is in the discord watching live and and Ashley says, unfortunately management often attracts people prone to power trips. And I, yeah, that's and, and, you know, I, I think it, since it was Ashley who made this comment, I can bring this up because Ashley, by the way, everybody was a guest on the 4 million years later podcast last week. And it was a really fun so conversation fun too. It was really fun. Four um, million years later.com. Um, but uh, one of the things that we've talked about on that podcast, and I think I talked about it in that discussion with her, is like when I was a kid, I would often look at Trader characters like Starscream and say like, that's confidence, right? Because hmm. he can look somebody more powerful than him in the eye and say, I could do it better than you, right? Never mind that, like... Because I remember, like, in the Transformers movie, there's this part where Megatron's, like, laying on the ground. He's dying, and Starscream kicks him in the stomach. And I remember, like, my parents being like, oh, that's bad. You don't kick a man when he's down." I was like, no, he's, he's getting his revenge because Megatron's always pushed him around. Like, even, like, gentle little Jersey conflated aggression with passion, right? Mm. Um, and it's an easy... It, I, I feel like it's an easy line to cross. So, not to forgive anybody for doing it, but I'm just saying that I, I feel like we're all... um we all have the ability to, to do
1: it. Um, yeah, it, that is a good point. And uh, f- practicing the you know, f- uh, practicing navigating a space of, of uh, confrontation, negotiation, uh, recognizing stuff within yourself, separating honestly, like one of the biggest things to tools for that, in my opinion, is to um, notice right the analytical eye is, is like a, an event comes up, emotions come up um, because of the circumstance you're in, someone's doing a less than awesome professional thing and you're there part of, you know, experiencing it. Um, and do you, so that's the action. Do you just react? Right. Or do you put a little space in there? Yeah. And what happens in that space could be different for, you know, all, all of us. Right. But like, hopefully something, uh, you work out What is the action that brings you to where you believe in being and stuff like that?
0: I feel like, yeah, we, we, we I say like, I'm going to say like Westerners, Americans in particular, in my experience, Mm. we have a real issue with silence. We have a real problem with allowing a moment, sitting with a moment, you know, uh, we feel like all the cracks got to be filled up and you got to keep the conversation moving. It's like, well, you know, like I, I have friends and I'm so grateful for them. you're one of these friends who I can do this with Rob where we can like sit and just be in, just have a quiet moment together and just be in each other's presence. And it's OK. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's something that it, it takes a lot of practice. I, I, I didn't come to that like, you know, immediately. But um, one of my favorite things is like when I'm having a conversation with somebody saying like, OK, what, what does that look like? What does that feel like? Let's just sit with it for a second. And that's okay, you know and and, and I, when I, when I train teachers, I tell them this too, is like you're going to ask the students a question, and probably you're going to ask them like something that in a way that they've never really encountered it before. Give them time to think about it. give them three seconds, three seconds is not a lot of time to think about anything, but to you as the presenter, it's going to feel like an eternity you're up there forever with this silent room. It's okay they're thinking, you know <laughs> let them think. <laughs> It's like this whole like now, come on, give me an answer, give me an answer, chop chop. You know, it's like we're not making widgets here. <laughs> we're living lives. <laughs> um Yeah,
1: time to think. That is, it's that is really useful. And whatever whatever you do in that space, it's uh, you you need some space. Yeah, whether you know, and, and if if you can expand what if you need to expand it in order to you know accomplish where you want to go next, that's uh, that's all right because you're probably on a better path, something that is um, you know, more aligned with where you actually want to go as opposed to just act and react, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I, I've that's a little bit yeah. more lighthearted, uh, anti-lesson. Yeah. Um, I've been on enough panels now that I feel like I can tell this story and it'll be impossible for anybody to know which one I'm talking about. But I was on a panel once at an event. I won't say what event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, one of the panelists arrived and made a very elaborate pantomime of how tired they were like like really like thrashing around like oh oh i'm so tired and then they said to the mic look i just can't deal with this right now
2: i'm gonna hand over to these folks over here bye and they walked out of the room and we on the panel
0: were going uh what just happened what was that (laughs) What, what 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 happened here and like it wasn't a joke it was them genuinely expressing their inability to find the capacity for the moment, and then marching out. Now, on the mm. one hand, it's like, bless you for knowing your limits, <laughs> not and, and not like encroaching encro- 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 on what the 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 moment required by just exiting, right, hitting the eject button, right. On The other hand, it's like, man, is that the way to do it?
1: <laughs> mm. It is like a like. That's another awesome example too. So to make, so the reason you think of anti-lessons is to come up with like, how does this function towards something more healthy and useful right. in the future? And so there's probably, you know, paying attention to how you're doing and, and if, you're, if you're not okay or whatever you're dealing with, then um, I imagine there's an organizer or someone that can <laughs> facilitate that in a smoother way. Then, right, having a wipeout in front of a crowd but you know
0: exactly what it was and and you're right like the anti-lesson buried in there is because i am somebody who historically and to this day has an ongoing tumultuous relationship with establishing boundaries the conga Mm -hmm. line example is a perfect example of like it's very difficult for me to say no to things where if if there's an interesting problem to solve or it it, it somehow you can make a case that this is going to help people have a more meaningful interaction with comics, it's really hard for me to say no to that. Um, so to see somebody able to say no really does look like a magic trick. I'm like, that's awesome that they had the self knowledge to know that they weren't up for this moment and they needed some extra space. That I could learn from that, and I should. Now, what would I do different? That's where the anti lesson comes in. It's like, how would I? I certainly wouldn't walk into a room and go like you know, my feet hurt. <laughs> I, I, I want to go home. I don't like this. You know, <laughs> I'm unhappy. I got in a fight with my wife, you know, like I'm not going to do that. Right. But I could go to the person who asked me to be on the panel and be like, Hey, you know what? Feel a little whoopsie need to go lay down. I'm really sorry to let you down, but this is what where we're at. I'm not going to give you a great performance today. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's uh, yeah. another way to go about it. Uh, yeah. I think you've, 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 charted what an anti-lesson is really for, right? It's Like, not to not do that, but to look at all of the different factors that were going into it. Um, this is one mm. that I have a difficult time... I haven't fully wrapped my head around how I feel about this one, but I know that when I see it, I go, mm, mm-mm, not for Jersey. <laughs> um, people who show up to any kind of collaborative event, whether it's a performance or whether it's a meeting, whatever, and they humorously... Announce that they did zero prep for what they're about to engage with. They jokingly say, "You know, yeah, I I, I didn't have time. I I was playing Xbox instead, so I'm just going to wing it today." That makes my feathers ruffle. Now, I want to I want to make sure for people who carefully listen to what we produce together, I have told the story in the past of when I was about to go on stage with a teaching artist. Well, my my Jedi master who trained me to be a teacher. And she leaned in and whispered in my ear just before the curtains opened, I have no effing idea what we're about to do. You know? And then I locked up because I, I was very new to this. I'm like, what are we going to do? And then the curtains opened and there was an audience. There was like a, it was like a theater of, of people. Um, and what that moment was about to me was her trusting that we had a chemistry and a dynamic and an expertise where we could navigate a topic very thoughtfully even if we were doing it on the fly. But what she didn't do is go out to that audience and say, you know what? I knew I had to do this thing, but Jeopardy was on, and I can't miss Jeopardy, so I didn't do any prep, so we're going to figure this out as we go, right? Like, that's, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's my line in the sand with regard to professionalism, is um, verbally dismissing the commitment. You're
1: describing, like, whose, whose responsibility or problem is it? In that case, in one case, you're still holding it, saying, like, I've, it's still a commitment that I'm going to meet. I am going to use this tool set of of improv and facilitation to meet this moment. And in fact, she is, you're, 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 wow, what an awesome mentor. Because, like, honestly, she promoted you in that moment. She did. To be her peer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Yeah. So, and to just say jump into this with me, and yeah, that's she. Wow. She she's literally I...
0: one of the best human beings I've ever met in my entire life, and I wish wow. everybody could have someone like her in their life. That 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 is if I if I had a genie, I would that would be one of my first wishes. Uh, everybody mm. needs that person to help help them learn how to fly. In in a in a joyful, playful, impish. Dangerous way because I felt like at the in the moment I felt like she was like dumping me into a fire pit I'm like what are you doing <laughs> no to pull you back don't go out there
1: <laughs> yeah she knew you were you were ready she did yeah and yeah that's just that's that's genius and it didn't make it the crowd the the participants problem it didn't make it the venue or who is sponsoring the, the event it didn't make it their problem right um, and, and it's when still I, when your I've seen... commitment
0: when i've seen presenters or other collaborators do that joke i feel like they're they're trying to lighten the mood that this is me all inferencing right like i've never interviewed these people afterwards and i really should one of these days um, if i can encounter it again is i feel like it's them trying to um, lighten their sense of guilt over lack of preparedness well if i make it look like i did it on purpose like i'm if i'm 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 turning it i'm trying to like sh- uh, redirect the energy into promoting the fact that I'm really cool about all this stuff, right?
1: Um, yes, And, of course, and, and maybe self-deprecating humor, right? Maybe, Just maybe. Just to say, like, all this anticipation, let's lower the stakes and... Maybe. but Start somewhere. But you but, can really do that in a way that can feel weird for the participants who are like, oh, you're inspiring. I'm here to see what's going on. And, <laughs> and you're like... Giving me a verbal um, sign that you maybe don't care and I can't tell if you're joking. Right. That kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll just say this. I'll just put this out as a warning to everybody. If you ever want to work with me, that's a trigger for me. Saying you don't care about the audience is definitely like you're going to. I may not get angry to your face in the moment, but know that inside of me, it's it's boiling bats. It's all screaming, boiling bats. (laughs) How. How do you not show up and not care about what everybody's
2: doing? How? Why? Why would you? You know, disinterest has its place. You know, like I know when to say, like, that's not for me. I'm walking away from it. But if you made a commitment to work with a, a group on a thing, you don't get to say you don't care.
1: <laughs> I have similar hangups. Yeah. Uh, I have to admit. If someone says, uh, well, first, don't show up and just flat out didn't, let's not communicate. And then, uh, have, what transpires is, I'm assuming we're getting together, what have you. I'm not managing your, you as a human being. But then, if you don't show up for what we, you know, when, where, how we committed to show up to a thing, I'm like, hmm, maybe swirling bats. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm at half swirling bat level. But then, if you're like, I had to get a haircut. Swirling bats. Yeah. it's inside, yeah. but you can see it in my eyes.
0: Hey, I, I've, <laughs> I've seen Rob make that look, and it, it, it is it is pretty terrifying. Um, it, it it almost is like the visual version of a of a uh, like a, a a low earthquake. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like 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 a distant rumble. Like oh, that sounds that sounds menacing. That sounds like something that's about to be worse. <laughs> it's the
1: it's the visual version well, of that. <laughs> it's well, what happens verbally in that situation? Because I separate right action reaction. Yeah. And I'm like, it's time to have a gentle confrontation. What are your intentions here? Um, yeah. And my expectation was this. Yeah. And so that that's where that's where that goes. But it's the haircut thing because I've I've had um collaborator before actually i've had uh potential collaborators that nothing happened because they like well i I needed a haircut uh literally so it happened honestly only twice but mm.
0: yeah it's it's yeah i've had that happen a number of times and yeah it's and then had the confrontation where it's like okay well what can we do to make this as easy for you to do as possible and, yeah, then we take it where it goes. But I've, 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 had, I've had relationships end over that, um, where it's like, well... <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, well, you know, I, I don't... I shouldn't I, have laughed. No, I, no. I, I mean, in, in retrospect, I don't feel bad about it, because I feel like, okay, we were utterly incompatible as people, because when you tell me that, you know, it's like, well... Uh, Marijuana is pretty great when we're on deadline. And I'm like, sure. and I'm like, yeah, it, it's like,
1: I had a bass player in a band who was, who was all about that.
0: And I'm not, I'm not slagging. Never sure what time it was. I'm not slagging like controlled substance use if you're a responsible adult as a recreational thing. Do what you do. I'm not going to tell you how you live your life.
1: But Exactly. But show up.
0: Show up. Yes.
2: Yes. Show up. And don't tell me, gosh, I'm really sorry. I was going to finish this comic with you, but marijuana is so great. I'm like, well, <laughs> we have incompatible motivations here. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, and Steve
0: Hammaker is in watching on Twitch, and he says, oh, man, I hope I don't create swirling bats from Jersey. S- Steve is, and I'm saying this to reassure him, because uh, he never has, but also he is one of the funniest people alive, and every time I'm with him... <laughs> We, we actually worked on a project together, uh, this was months ago, and it wasn't making a comics, so it was a different kind of collaborative venture. And Anne was like, I felt like I had to separate you two because you were both giggling like little boys in the back corner the entire time. But we still did the thing. You know, we showed up and we did the thing. Um, mm. But anyway, yeah, Steve never, ever has done that to me. Um, and, and he's another person that I wish everybody could, you know, spend an hour with because he's just so darn entertaining. But anyway... Um, so, what, what, do we have any more anti lessons, or do we want to like close in and like remind ourselves of our two-minute practice?
1: Uh, I think. Will we have a closing thought at all, or we could do it right here?
0: Oh, we could, no, we can do a closing thought after we do, do our, our second right. our second
1: break. Because um, I think we could we could tease that up uh, or tee that up with um, uh, carrying anti lessons with you. Um, can they, they, and they can be useful tool, useful tools. And I don't know, like worth, worth noting that, um, uh, yeah. A couple thoughts about anti lessons.
0: Okay, great. All right. Okay. So we'll do that in about a minute and a half or so. Uh, first we have to thank some other people who make this show possible. And those people are us. We make the show possible and we work on lots of different kinds of projects, think hard about them. And then we bring that thinking into this project called lean into art. The thing that I work on that I hope you will check out is, uh, oh man, and and this is also for uh, Mark Nelson's students who are watching. There is an amazing uh, avalanche of thoughtful comics content coming your way next week at Cartoon Crossroads Columbus. Um, CartoonCrossroadsColumbus.org. It is a three-day festival, October 1 through 4th, and it's all free. Um, There's some content that's uh, adults only, which is only going to be streamed on Zoom that you have to register for, but most of the content is going to be broadcast on our YouTube channel, our Twitch uh, stream, and our Facebook page, the CXC Facebook pages, and uh, it's like something like 50 programs, and but we've, we've taken great care to design them so that they, they don't conflict in terms of audience, right? So it's not like, oh man, I really want to learn how to make comics. Here's nine hours of how to make comics programming. No, no, no. Those like Two one to two hours in that day, and the rest are going to be like, Well, do you want to learn how to do editorial cartooning or do you want to learn more about auto comics making? Um, but yeah, the, the whole schedule's at cartooncrossroadscolumbus.org. There's the professional development workshops, are the ones that I'm especially excited for for cartoonists and uh car- people who are looking to make a career in art, and they are on October 1st and 2nd. Let me go to the schedule real quick. Um, we have Elaine Grogan Luttrell, who is um, a financial specialist with regard to artists. She wrote a book on like, how to be, be more mindful about your career and, and how to manage your finances as an artist. And she's leading two webinars uh, starting October 1st and 2nd. You can find them at CartoonCrossroadsColumbus.org. And also Jack Beeler, uh, attorney, is going to be doing a workshop on exploring different business models, of which ones are more advantageous depending on the kind of art that you make. Uh, again, mm. free. Free to the public. you got you got to register if you want to participate in the hands-on part of the workshop in the Q&A as well. Uh, although they'll also be streaming, so if you don't register in time, that's okay. You can also just like tune in on our channels. org slash schedule is where you will find all of the events as well as our live streaming portal where all the f- content is going to be fed. So
1: That sounds so awesome. Like, what a what a great like set of programming you have arranged and uh it sounds like for so many skill levels and everything it's it's so i just yeah i'm excited about all of it and curious and i'm just gonna have to figure out uh like how much i'm gonna gonna check it out it's it's because it's it's all happening and uh and and you just you gotta be there at the place and time right just go to cartoon crossroads columbus.org slash schedule and you know at, at the right time and you're going to see something mm-hmm. awesome
0: yep yep that's where yeah. it will all be pumped in and then yes here's another one that i'm excited about paper pencils and pigments caring for your artwork at home you know like mm. it's just possible that you're you you will want your artwork to be in good shape later on in your career how do you take care of your art and so jenny Robb, curator and associate professor at the ohio state university's billy ireland cartoon library museum is uh doing a presentation with uh what's her name again miriam centeno uh university libraries preservation and digitization specialist or strategist at the ohio state university so you get world-class wow. world-class uh information on how to actually preserve your work um you know as somebody who's married to a librarian and museum uh coordinator uh I've gotten a lot of hard lessons about this because, like, when I first started in comics, I remember I like I would leave my artwork on the floor, you know, because I'm like, "This isn't art. This is the the the, <laughs> art, the the visual information that makes the art, which is the book." And and informed me that no, no, the stuff with your drawings on it is the art. <laughs> so anyway, CartoonCrossroadsColumbus.org. Hope to see you all there. It's going to be a really exciting weekend. So, Rob, tell us about your store.
1: <laughs> okay, so. I offer a variety of products and services at robstenzinger.com slash store.html. And uh, just quick overview of that, because I would love if you you just go check it out, go to robstenzinger.com slash store.html. I offer creative process coaching. And there's a variety of you know things that we can do for you as an individual or for your team. Whether like you're starting your UX system, getting getting more evidence-informed decisions, and uh, changing and evolving how you collaborate and involve your audience. That's uh, there's a lot to, lot to do there, and I can help. Um, then there's like anything from like choosing your career path, doing some coaching sessions on that or working through um, product practice, right? So, you you know, leveling up as a creator products, um, all that stuff is coaching that we can work together on that. Then I have online workshops, workshops that you can check out, um, links to either place to get them are right here. You can, you can go um, check out Drawing User Journey Maps at Skillshare or uh, at, at Gumroad. If you're a member at Skillshare, it's it's included. Just go go check it out, stream it. Um, if you want to just you know buy it for your own to to keep, that's awesome. Go to Gumroad to make that happen. And the other uh, workshop to mention is customizing your next creative challenge because this is good timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time of year, maybe you're making stuff as 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 gifts or something like you got the urge, the bug to make a new product. Um, and you're going to do it in in a creative challenge style where well maybe there's there's a variety of things that happen all, you know, this time of year that that are big community events well make that work for you so check out this workshop at Skillshare or at Gumroad and make your creative challenge be as experiential focused or productive and product making as and and as as challenging as what works for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of just taking it at, at sort of, here's the prescription, um, make it, make it your plan for, mm. to be the right kind of challenge for you. All right. That's uh, what I wanted to share today. Go to robstenzinger.com store.html and then the all lab. that and more.
0: And the last thing we want to point you at is the Lean Into Our Discord. Yes, we have a forum now. Um, you can The invite link is in the show notes for this episode and every episode. And there are public channels where you can comment on live streams when they're happening. Um, and then there's also some Patreon-only channels where you can you know, go to the Brain Trust and share some work in progress and get some feedback from the other leaners who believe in this project the way you do. So lean into art discord. Thanks to everybody who's been participating there. It's been awesome to get to interact with you on an ongoing basis.
1: It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Sign up. So, uh, should we do two minute challenge, two yeah. minute practice? Well, check in.
0: yeah. Check in on the two minute practice, which was, do you remember what we were doing, Rob? I've been doing it this time.
1: Well, yeah, we're, we're just putting pen to paper draw a line to visualize how your day feels. And that can come out a lot of different ways, not very prescriptive, but like, just, you know, like it could be like little small spark lines, like the little, when, when you know, I don't know, so you're looking at all kinds of rows of data and how's it, you know, how's it sparking? Or it could be huge. So um, how it, we're, we're, it's still in pract- in progress, right? Well, we're doing like a two week interval now as as an experiment
0: and so, yeah so the way i've it incorporated going? it so far is uh i've you know i have my emergent task planner which is my graph composition book where I track my days and i always you know um well i'll find a blank page you know it's like where i've got my my oh. timeline and my tasks and then at the bottom of every page, I have a section called What Good Happened. And that's like sort of an invitation for me mm. to check in on my day. And I don't always have time to like write any thoughts, but I certainly have time to do a few scribbles that like this is how the day Ooh. went, you know. And, and I, when I did this, I thought, am I going to remember what all that means? But I, I totally remember what all that means and I'll be able to do like a, oh. a, a thoughtful report when we do the, uh, the two minute practice next time.
1: Yeah, I've only done two so far, but I'm just I'm drawing a, with a different color marker on paper, or a big piece of paper. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just trying to like over the course of the two minutes, make it across the page. Right. So mm-hmm. anyway. All right.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, So You introduce uh,
1: the size and, element. And it. I found it's not taking me two minutes to do it. So that's that's yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm giving myself the two minutes to like sort of look, look at it and like give myself some time to think about it. Like, OK, let's let's run through what happened today. Oh, that was the part that felt like this. That was the part that felt like that. So, um it's an interesting sort of like coded way to journal. <laughs> it it it's it's totally encoded. I, nobody knows what this means except me. So, um I i not I'm not used to having that level of privacy in my in my capturing of my thoughts. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, maybe well, we're
1: inventing a new encrypted message service <laughs> where we only communicate in squiggles. <laughs>
0: Hmm. uh very very uh um uh, what am i trying to think of it? like oh, why am i blanking on his name i i chuck I, jones no i was thinking of uh the the, the book of lexicon of camakana um where you know like squ- pliffs and squiggles and
1: um oh that's cool i have not en- i have not encountered a uh artistic ritual where someone has busted out the what now? <laughs> the lexicon of camakana
0: <laughs> um, I, 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 I wow, it
1: that sounds like a very serious and magical thing that shouldn't be trifled. I them. think I'm getting
0: the title right. Yes, The Lexicon of comic uh, by Mort Walker. That's Why was I blanking on his name? Mort Walker. I've had dinner with his son. Um, yeah, so it's, it's an actual book about how comics work. And, and the title is intentionally very uh, highfalutin for something that is very thoughtful, but very silly at the same time. Yes, thank you. Yeah, T- I, I, I have to check F- it out. As
1: long as I don't get, you know, I don't know, say that, like turned into a frog or something.
0: <laughs> there it is. There's the cover. The
2: Lexicon. Oh, of the good. Phew, it
1: looks less arcane than I expected. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> it sounds
0: like I'm talking about like a grimoire or something like that. Like, yeah, this is this is the uh, uh, it's made the bound in human flesh and all that. Um, so, are you? <laughs> There's two minute that's two okay. minute practice for people who want to continue on. We'll we'll check in on the next episode about that. And if you want to listen to the microcast, it's at com slash two-minute practice with the number two. Um, final thoughts. What are we thinking about anti-lessons?
1: Well, if you think you can um I don't hmm, I don't know exactly how it works because anytime I've encountered an anti-lesson like like we described I would maybe need to, well, I I tend to want to process stuff. And that's just me. I I don't know if that works for everybody where like, I want to journal it. I want to um, maybe draw or get mad about it or, or jam on my guitar or something, but then some understanding happens after that. And it's like, well, I, I want to keep weaving stuff into my practice of being a professional and to, to be a, a better teacher, a better leader, a better artist and all that stuff. That's like, is there anything I can take from this pile of emotion and then do something constructive? I don't know. And then that's where it's like, I'm sifting through anti-lessons sometimes, which makes me wonder um, if it's an anti-lesson, is there a, not to be all turns out but it, isn't it just lessons and um, maybe it's an anti lesson where it's not been fully unpacked and, and we like we figure out where we're going to go with it where you just where it's basically a warning sign an anti lesson is like well dangerous uh oh you know <laughs> um, i don't know high voltage what have you yeah. but um, i don't know what do you think of that that's, well, I mean, that's my I, thought. I,
0: I think that it's not I, to yes and you uh, is it's also taking an anti lesson in, in unpacking it is also a practice in taking in perspectives. I could say that like I described this whole boiling bats thing inside of me. Yes, that's 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 an emotional trigger that I have when somebody professes um, disinterest in uh, a commitment to an audience right, or, or a group or a collaborator. Um, but then I have to go, I have to say like, well, why would they, what's their game? Why are they doing that? I could say like, that's a monster. Don't do that. You know, uh, always, always make that person have a nice day someplace else. <laughs> it
2: was just the language I got from you and I love it. I'm using it all the time now.
0: That's, that's my way. of just like, <laughs> you know, but, but there's gotta be a reason that they did that. Right? Like everybody's got some kind of motivation behind them and what we say is 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 only one data point on what we're feeling and what we're doing and what we're trying to put together we're always getting like a sort of a snapshot of a person you know we're never seeing the whole thing so Mm. considering the anti-lesson is also a practice in observing other perspectives because um i'm never convinced that i have all of the answers and perhaps this person is reacting in a way that is is alien to me because i've never thought about what it's like to be that person right
1: it's that's really great i uh i'm glad we revisited this for a final thought yeah me Uh, too thank you
0: uh thank you i like making stuff with you rob (laughs) (laughs) the feeling is mutual jersey (laughs) Uh, thanks to everybody who participated in the chats and watched live. Uh, it's always more fun for me, at least. I, I won't speak for Rob, but I- I'm betting it is when uh, when we get other perspectives, other reactions, and other you know. E- e- sometimes something's just awesome to get a high five um, while we're doing a thing. So.
1: It is I love this. I need to find a way to, to tune into the magic chat too mm-hmm. because I I'm right now we're we're I love this experiment. We're broadcasting to a variety of platforms now. Yeah. And it's it's helping us, you know, reach and find folks where, where they are. So it's like we get to be get beamed to multiple venues. Yeah. And that's neat, but I don't I don't have a way to see the chat. So I don't mean I, to be ignoring folks.
0: No, what? no, and I, I only just cracked this code. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. After we record the show, I'll tell you about how to, how we're gonna fix that. So, um, wait, okay, yep. Uh, so anyway, yeah, we record the show weekly on Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Central. We stream it live, a whole bunch of places: Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, um, and in the Discord as well, the Lean to Art Discord. And then we collect it as a podcast at Patreon.com/slash lean Art and Lena We'll be back next week with another episode and until then I have
1: been Jersey Drozd of leanintoart.com and Jersey Drozd on Instagram and I've been Rob Stenzinger of leanintoart.com and I'm all over the place as Rob Stenzinger like on Instagram. Okay bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at leanintoart.com You can also follow us on Twitter at the user leanintoart and you can reach us via email at leanintoart at gmail.com and remember leaners aren't wieners thanks for listening